welcome everyone to another week and another episode of the Fierce Telecom Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on listening to us once again. And this week I have a great guest with us today. I've got uh, Shamik Basu, who's the Executive Director and Product Head for IoT and Automotive over at Verizon. Shamik, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Alejandro. Thanks for the opportunity to uh, tell our story. Uh, just by way of introduction, again, I'm Shamik Basu. I head up the IoT product portfolio within Verizon Business. And as part of that, uh, we go all the way from uh, digitizing the experience for customers to delivering outcomes for them. Uh, and we do it through the combination of our platforms, our vertical solutions, and frankly, a great team that we have uh, supporting uh, the products as well as working with customers very closely. Uh, so glad to be on, on, on your show. Brilliant. Thanks, Shamik. So now IoT can mean different things to different people. So I think a good starting point here would be to talk about from Verizon business perspective. How are you focusing on your IoT strategy? What are some of your key areas of, of concern or priorities at the moment? Yeah, you know, it's such an interesting question because we look at IoT being the confluence of, you know, where we've been uh, with regard to connecting the unconnected to leading customers into how their use cases and their outcomes apply towards the next generation networks that we're uh, launching, you know, such as 5G leading on to more. Um, and, you know, if you go back to our, our priorities and our focus, it's to start with the customers and their use cases and pain points. I mean, there's a lot of use cases, obviously, as you see around uh, automation. Uh, there's a lot of uh, use cases around, um, uh, you know, making systems more intelligent. And then, frankly, getting to uh, scaling these solutions uh, in the enterprise, as well as having solutions that are more packaged. Um, so overall, what we're hoping to achieve with our IoT strategy is, you know, connecting, as I said, the unconnected, make it extremely simple for customers to connect little data to big data, getting the outcomes that they want and apply these outcomes to automate their businesses and make these businesses much more intelligent as they run their operations on a daily basis. Uh, you know, what does that require? That requires obviously giving them the simplicity uh, of digital uh, giving them access to connectivity and their operations in a single pane of glass, which is what we do with our ThinkSpace platform today, uh, giving them the ability to, uh, you know, interact with us, not just for the U.S. market, but also interact with us to go cross-border and service their clients that are here and, uh, you know, that are available internationally. And then, you know, combining the portfolio of connectivity and the assets in terms of the businesses that we have in utilities and how we're um, instrumenting things to serve the automaker of the future, uh, as well as industries such as asset management. So all in all, uh, it begins with the networks of today. It combines uh, intense instrumentation data, uh, the application of analytics and leading them into the 5G future and helping them uh, accomplish a lot of their outcomes in, in transformation. Absolutely. And it's uh, always fascinating to hear how, of course, simplicity is king in such a complex uh, set of solutions and uh, and options available to, to the customers. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about that feedback. So you mentioned ThinkSpace, um, and you mentioned, you know, you're, you're working with customers nationally, internationally, in different verticals. What is some of that um, feedback early or otherwise that you're receiving? What are your customers telling you that they need? Yeah, you know, uh, I when we speak to these customers, and, and we do a lot of that, uh, a lot of active listening, uh, we're more 
we're finding there's a, a constant theme that that's emerging and and that is that customers are sitting at a at a pivotal call it a pivotal point or an inflection point uh and a lot of that is led by you know the need to do more automation post covid they're, they're kind, of, kind of emerging uh from this cloud of covid they've realized that they have to do a lot more automation um in their businesses so that's a primary need for them they're also faced by uh faced with a shortage of of labor and workforce and you know they're they have to get much more visibility into certain elements of the disruptive supply chain uh so what does that call for that what that calls for is that you know they're looking for for partners that service them and their businesses that can come to the table with a great level of digitization a great level of automation um you know they've they've seen the the possibility of of much greater automation now uh they're also looking for the systems to be a lot more intelligent right uh whereby it's you know what traditionally had been a person inspecting something and making a decision to uh, a machine or a system automatically doing that inspection applying machine learning and cloud analytics to derive to a decision and frankly even uh applying that decision to control something you know via control system and on the shop floor so it 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 leads to that that uh uh taking digitization forward and making it much more intelligent and then finally you know i i touched upon it uh you know it's not just simplicity in terms of processes but also simplicity in terms terms of interaction uh more and more customers you know across sizes of businesses are looking for more turnkey more uh superior day one experiences and they get that via uh simplification and they get at be a digital means so they want to interact with portals and they want to be able to have much greater self serve and where do they want to do this they want to do this in our market and and in other markets at the same time so that's what these customers are telling us you know on a uh, on a repeated basis which is you know come to me with an outcome discussion come to me with uh, a discussion around how i can be more self serve how can be how can be uh, be light touch and then how can you solve this for me you know uh and provide these single pane experiences that work uh, here domestically and 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 globally so when you, when you look at these options um you know whether it's globally or domestically you know what are some of those tools uh available for for clients whether it's uh you know just up top of my head eSIM uh, other roaming solutions what's available to your customers to work through that Yeah as we look at IoT you know the thing is that I would tell you that pivotal to our IoT strategy is uh how we've taken customer needs and put them in our in our thinkspace platform as a service um you know that's I would call it the brains of the IoT operation here um and that includes our core connectivity management capabilities uh where we allow you to orchestrate connectivity across all your devices uh you know using traditional sims and the new eSIM technology we let you life cycle your devices in terms of you know are you able to diagnose them are you able to put patches on them are we able to secure those devices more effectively uh and then moving on you know as you start to think about the world that's coming in with mobile edge uh and workloads and and AI and ML and inferencing you're able to use the thinkspace platform to get access to those capabilities and manage them very very simply via api so that's sort of the the brain now now if i look look to the left of that it's what powers that brain which is the instrumentation that we're putting uh you know in 
tens of millions of endpoints in the market. Um, and that's through our certification programs, whereby if you were a creator of a device that's coming to us, uh, we have a concept called ThinkSpace Ready or our certification processes, whereby we get you ready to be on the network and help uh, put instrumentation in your devices whereby the ThinkSpace platform can actually work with these devices. So uh, it, it's a broad swath of partners uh, that, that are either building sensors or gateways or different types of vehicles or, or you know, autonomous vehicles and, and car makers. So all sorts of things are sitting within that ecosystem of devices. And, and you know, as I said, that's all feeding to the, into the ThinkSpace platform. And on the right of it, as I like to visualize it, are sort of the consumers of those services, right? And they could be a large enterprise. They could be a security company that's actually using cameras being managed through the ThinkSpace platform that uh, they're doing surveillance with. They, it could be a, uh, another operator that's accessing our ThinkSpace platform to be able to manage these devices for their customers. It could be an automaker uh, you know, such as, such as uh, you know, Volkswagen that's actually managing uh, their entire fleet of vehicles, both for, you know, front-end telemetry to diagnose and get information from their vehicles, as well as providing uh, content such as content from SiriusXM that, uh, you know, they want their drivers to experience or the passenger in the vehicle to experience. So I would tell you that the tool set ranges from, you know, sort of the four uh, elements of the IoT journey. One is build, which is our accelerator programs, and we talk about the certification. One is connect, which is the, the core of the ThingSpace uh, connectivity management platform. Then you've got manage, which is, you know, how do you lifecycle all your devices, get the right levels of analytics, uh, data, machine learning, and, and give get visibility to how your devices exist in the network on an ongoing basis. And then obviously measure, which is what the outcome is, right? I mean, it could be the combination of our grid utility platform, it could be the various applications that we have in the automotive space. And it is applications that do condition maintenance. For example, if you walked into a refrigeration plant, you know, can I be monitoring your sensors in real time? So the, you know, it's, it's almost the super factor of four things that come together to build that entire uh, set of tools that customers can experience. And, and most importantly, play in this outcome economy uh, where they're starting with an endpoint and getting uh, to measure an outcome that helps their automation needs. Absolutely, that makes a lot of sense. Now, Shami, you've already referenced, uh, you know, Volkswagen in the automotive sector and some of these examples of how they're leveraging IoT in a different platform. Um, and of course, automotive is in your job title. So I'd be remiss to ask you specifically about that. How, um, why is it that we keep finding ourselves talking about automotive when we look at IoT, it's, it's a very talked about and, and frequent use case. Uh, what's the reasoning there? Why is it such a good way to describe the IoT approach and perhaps specifically for you guys over at Verizon Business? Very much so. You know, that's such an interesting question because, you know, if you kind of look beyond the vehicle of today into the future, I mean, there's two things that will jump out in terms of automotive. One is electric and the other is autonomous. And when you combine the two, you almost have to have a hyper-connected vehicle at all times just to make sure that you can realize these two goals. Uh, you know, the electric vehicle, as you already know, has um, very, you know, way lesser parts than a traditional vehicle or a combustion vehicle, which also means that it's also a software-upgradable vehicle. 
Uh, and what that means is that you have to constantly be in communication with how the vehicle is performing and how do you get, um, you know, not just maintenance features on the vehicle delivered via software updates, but new features delivered to the vehicle via software upgrades, right? So that's so interesting in the manner in which we're going to request and consume new feature, features, um, you know, not just today, but in the vehicle of the future. But the other thing from an autonomous perspective is that it's always two-way communication that makes the vehicle much more safer. I mean, what an interesting stat that I can looked at the other day uh, was that, you know, 74% of uh, accidents that are happening today can actually be reduced through the use of vehicles being constantly connected, the vehicle being, you know, connected to city infrastructure, connected to other vehicles, and uh, vehicle getting data real time over from the cloud that informs it of how to kind of be more autonomous on the road and be safer. Uh, so those are things that almost necessitate that the vehicle is connected at all times, uh, can perform self-driving functions like autonomous parking, can give you next generation streaming experience like the ones that we have with 5G with up to a gigabit uh, streaming of content, uh, can utilize things that we're putting on the network like hyper-precise location that allows you to self-park much better and, and give you lane assistance. Um, and then finally, you know, give you access to next generation capabilities like slicing. Uh, so mission critical data coming out of vehicles can actually be delivered uh, to operation centers and data centers, um, you know, at a higher level of criticality than, than regular data, right? So, you know, when you talk about the vehicle, there's almost not just uh, a reason to be connected, but it's almost like a, uh, an urgency to get connected and the criticality of why the vehicle of the future needs to be connected at all times. And we believe that we've got all the tool sets, we've got, you know, a strategy that's ready to really scale in that space and be ready for the for the generational data. Absolutely. Well, I think you've touched upon this a little bit in terms of what we can look forward to and why IoT makes a lot of sense example for, for automotive. But before we wrap up, I wanted to get your thoughts specifically on what we can look forward to when we think about IoT. Of course, we've been talking about this for a little while. It, the technology is, is mature. The use cases are there as we've talked about today, right? Um, but what's what's next, whether in automotive or in other sectors? If we bring you on in, in a year, two years time uh, and, and hopefully have you back on the podcast, where would you like us to be as an industry? I think anything we're saying, you know, comes right back to uh, how easily data gets connected from some of these endpoints and how much intelligence we're applying, right? So if I kind of fast forward a couple of years, what I expect to see is um, any appliance in your home, any appliance that are uh, utilized in, in a business are actually connected from the get-go, as in, you know, the whole concept of unboxing something and having to go pair it with something else uh, you know, that goes away. And, uh, you know, anything that's unconnected today just connects on a, on a turnkey basis. We expect to see much, much more power efficient paradigms. So, you know, uh, devices that can stay, uh, you know, on a single battery and a single charge for much longer. Uh, and, and, and I think more importantly, devices that can actually inform and perform functions without supervision. And that's where in the the magic of, of things like anomaly detection and AI ML become much more real. Uh, and finally, I would say the role of video. 
And we expect, uh, you know, the vi video to be a combination of many, many sensors. So uh, as you think about the next generation of computer vision, uh, you know, when it's used today for people detection, intruder detection, things like that, that becoming um, a much more uh, prevalent use case where it's not just doing surveillance, but it's actually doing next generation function like measurement of crowds and measurement of uh, or, or reading of a license plate um, or, or, you know, determining, uh, you know, how dense a location is and how do you do crowd management and stuff like that. So uh, I, I think those are uh, the primary use cases that excites us, to be honest with you. Uh, the next generation car is a very, very interesting one. It's always connected, always autonomous. And then it's ultimately the coming together of a lot of data from a lot of sensors uh, via 5G into uh, what we call the big data cloud, which is um, the use of that data through the application of uh, AI analytics and, and machine learning. Wonderful. Well, Shamik, uh, I think that was a a very well put uh, description of where we are in IoT, what the opportunities are, and, and you know how Verizon Business uh, plays a, a pivotal role there. Uh, so all that's left for me to say really is, is thank you so much for taking the time. We really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing this with myself and, of course, the, the listeners. And, and uh, you know, of course, I, I assume an open invitation to reach out to you guys and, and work together on more and more exciting use cases for IoT. I'm sure there's a lot uh, yet to explore and discover. That's right. We're just getting started here, Alejandro. We appreciate the opportunity and, uh, you know, I look forward to when this becomes available and, uh, you know, hope the readers like it too. I mean, the listeners like it too. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Shamik Basu, once again, thank you so much for joining us. And to you, listener, as always, thanks for being with us for another week of an exclusive interview here at the Fierce Telecom Podcast. As always, make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already and look out for more exclusive content coming your way every week. Until then, from all of us here at the Fierce Telecom Podcast, thanks for listening and take care. Bye-bye.